My name is Jeffrey Zagarias. Please join us as we give praise, honor, and glory to our loving, awesome, and merciful God. He is loving. He is merciful. He is wonderful. He is incredible. He is He is beyond words. Mm. And we're speaking about the Lord. This is praise you, Lord. And we do praise the Lord. Praise You, Lord, episode number, that's the name of our show as well, number 156, and it is November 19th, 2020, to timestamp this show. We just did a pre-game show. You can listen to that on our podcast, but however, you're listening on Catholic Radio right now. This is the Praise You, Lord radio show. We've been doing this for, well, it started five years ago. We didn't go on the air until February of that first year, but we started the planning in October. So we're five years deep, and we're so grateful to be back again. Praise the Lord. And we are here again. I'm so grateful with my good friends and and uh, and really a super incredible helper of Praise You, Lord. Probably the most helpful person of anyone in the five years. Jackson Messick, how you doing, brother? Thanks for, hey. thanks for uh, phoning in, Skyping in again. Yeah, for sure. Always, 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 always so good to be here. Such I, a pleasure. A I blessing. Hate- it is a blessing, and I hear children um, shouting unto the Lord out in the background of your home. I think is what's going on there. Is that what I'm hearing? That's that's exactly what you're hearing. That is Judah, <laughs> all, all six months of himself letting out, <laughs> letting out a burst of praise. Yeah, we have three down. We have three down. Uh, okay, the, the, like the six month the six month old is not ready to go to bed yet. No, no, it doesn't sound good. <laughs> Very good. That's awesome. Well, it's so you know, I must say, um, it's making it's making me think of a of a of a testimony, um, and I'm going to jump right in, and then I'm going to I'm going to backtrack. But I I've been traveling as as for those who have been listening, you you're aware. If you're a regular listener, if you're not, welcome to praise you, Lord, the underground independent Catholic Christian radio broadcast, brought to you once a week by the grace of God and by the power of the Praise You, Lord community, and that is, if you're listening to this show, you are the Praise You, Lord community. You're welcome here. We love you. It doesn't matter what denomination you're from. We have a lot of Catholics, of course. It's on Catholic radio, but I know we have a lot of Jewish brothers and sisters. We have a lot uh, of—very—I know we have a lot of Protestant Jewish brothers and sisters and people who are not committed. They're just interested, and you're welcome here. You're very, very welcome here. Well, if you've been listening in the— in the past, uh, in the recent past even, we thank you, and we thank you for your prayers. And if you have been listening in the past, or you're a regular listener, you would know that I'm traveling during the COVID season. I, I am fortunate enough, because I heard from the Lord to start, He gave me the idea to start an online vocal and music academy 10 plus years ago. Who would have known we would be in a situation where that basically saved my butt in my business? Yep. And it's actually helped me to thrive, actually, in, in this season. I'm so grateful for it. But what it also allows for is it allows for me to to work and to travel. And so I've done a lot of traveling in my times, and it's given me a lot of freedom. And in this season, I am traveling 
in uh, rural areas. I've been in several states in the United States of America, and usually we're in South Florida, which is where we where we usually, well, we do broadcast out of South Florida. That's the first station, 98.3 FM, the Catholic voice of the Palm Beaches, and we are we have ministry down in South Florida. So, so we're doing this all remotely anyways, right? And I can work remotely. So I've been traveling a lot, and I've been on the borderline. I've been on the borderline. <laughs> yes, I have. I've been on the borderline, brothers and sisters, on the borderline. And one, maybe more ways than one. But the way that I'm speaking of <laughs> is on this border, when I listen to terrestrial radio, I am listening to French. French music and French, uh, a lot of French radio. And I love it, man. I like it. I like it. I grew up with French in the house, and I grew up with Italian in the house. I'm half, I'm half French Canadian, and and I and I'm hearing French, and I like it because I'm on the borderline. I'm on the borderline. <laughs> well, at any rate, I'm 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 going through these very rural areas. Sometimes they're not even communities. They're, there's just trees everywhere, and 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 I'm digging it. I, I started to realize, Jackson. I think I mentioned this before. I like mm-hmm. small towns. I thought I liked yep. the deep woods. Not really. I get bored. Yeah. <laughs> it's just trees. I, you know, it's just trees in a row. No, I mean, I had no. I like small towns. So, I've been traveling the borderline. I've been traveling the borderline, and um, I'm thinking about my poor Canadian brothers and sisters who are going through so much trouble up in. I'm hearing t- horror stories of how they're handling things with COVID up there. Mm. So, um, with the lockdowns and stuff, but but. Um, but my point that I wanted to make is that uh, I've seen a lot of interesting things. I love the people up here. Let's put it this way. I've been in communities where it's not uncommon to drive in the middle of downtown and someone's got a rifle on their back yeah. walking across the street. Of course, he's in orange. He's, you know, these, all these people are in, the, they're in the woods hunting, you know? I mean, not all yeah. of them, but a lot of them. And um, it's different. It's different than, uh, different than South Florida, Jackson. It's not That's the same. I mean, there's plenty of hunters in South Florida, by the way. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. You get out in those Everglades and you meet some of the most wild people you ever met in your whole life. And I yeah. know that. And I met a lot of wild yeah. people and, and I know the Everglades. <laughs> but um I mean this South Florida is something else. Those hunters and fishermen, they're they're interesting cats. But um but it's a big place with a with a lot of people and it's not Boca Raton anymore. Let's just put it that way. Right. Sure. So you're, 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 I'm not sure. in Boca Raton anymore. I'll tell you that right now. Sure. And, sure. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, right. And so I'm on the borderline. You see, I'm on the borderline. The the, uh, Boca Raton <laughs> is not on the borderline. No, it's, it's not. Not on the borderline. No. Um, however, uh, I wanted to tell this little story. No, no, I, there's many anecdotes and many cool things that I saw. And I'm going to explain another thing that I saw that I think is prophetic. And I believe the Lord was speaking to me through a couple of things. But before I get to that, and going back to your comments about your 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 kids, yeah, yeah, that's what brought this on. This that's like the pre-story to the story. All right, now yeah. <laughs> pre-story. <laughs> now we're going to get into the verse and then the chorus, and then we Ooh, take it home. Yeah. Then we take it home, and then so 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 um so Jackson, yeah, I'm on the borderline. I mean, when I say borderline, I mean like if I go a little too far. I'm like not coming home. I'm like you went yeah. too far, kid. You know we're putting you in jail. You 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 went beyond the borderline, and now you now now we're gonna investigate who the heck you are, and we're gonna throw you in jail. But um, because you can't cross the border right now, you know, 
this COVID yeah, thing. You I can't, know. you can't. I mean, I remember growing up as a kid, we used to just drive over the borderline. We used to yep. go and get our booze over the borderline because <laughs> you didn't have to be that old to get booze in Canada, up in Quebec. So they used to, we used to do beer runs. But um, wow, yeah, funny. yeah, just to get a beer. Imagine, just to yeah. get a beer. You go from Boston to Montreal to get a beer. I mean, yep. you must really like beer. Yeah. <laughs> when you're 16 or 17 or whatever, yeah. right? when you're a kid, but, but that's funny. But but it, but but at any rate, going back in those days, we didn't we didn't eat anything. We went across the borderline. We went yep. across the borderline, just like you go from the borderline from Florida to Georgia. Yep. Nobody was nobody saying nothing. It was the same yep. thing in Canada. Well, wow. only recently has all this stuff happened. You know, post 9/11 in particular. Well, now mm. the borderline is even another level because you got this COVID thing. I mean, they're not even letting the trucks come across. There is wow. a there a lot of houses have gone up in price because the price of wood has gone up. I mean, I know people that wanted to do additions on their homes in New England, but they couldn't do it because they couldn't get the pressure treated wood because they're not letting it in from Canada. I mean, this is crazy. You wow. Know, I mean, I, it's just nuts. Yeah. So never mind. So imagine me just going over the borderline. Never mind the yeah. pressure. I'm not. I don't even have pressure treated wood in a truck or anything. I mean, I'm just I'm yeah. <laughs> some guy driving around in my pickup truck. That's right. You know, what's this guy going over the borderline for? Well, I was near yeah. the borderline because I'm checking out all this territory and I'm really enjoying mm. myself. It's beautiful, and I'm going all kinds of different places, Jackson. Mm. I'm visiting because I'm looking for maybe finding a house out there or somewhere. I've been out. I've been out around Vermont, New Hampshire, and other states, New York. Yep, and so and just just you know you're you're a real estate guy. You got to kind of feel your. These are smaller states, you know. You're like, where where would yep. I want to have a little house, you know, out in the, out in the woods or whatever, out in the wherever. So yeah. awesome. So I'm coming back from the borderline. I'm only a few miles from the borderline, literally, and I see three things really really quickly, on the mm -hmm. left side of I'm driving down the road. Right. First thing I see is. I see two people. They look French, maybe French and Irish, which is mm -hmm. very common. That was like the immigrant population that would go back and forth between Canada, <clears throat> excuse me, and, and uh, French Canada and, and the United States uh, during the Industrial Revolution and things like that for, for work. So yep. there's a lot of French. There's a, in the United States, there's a lot of French descent in those areas of New England, the north part. And they were good-looking people, you know. I mean, not like Model S, but they were just like normal people. And they had five kids, five little kids. You know, you saw wow. a mommy and a daddy. And these five kids are playing in this little field. And, I mean, I saw the dad playing with the older kid, who might have been six or seven. Yep. And I saw the mommy with the little, little ones. I saw a carriage. And I'm like, man, when was the last time I saw a young – and I'm not joking – a young white couple with five little, little kids playing. I mean, I used to see that all the time when I was a kid. Mm. It was beautiful. I mean, it's like how God planned it, you know, family. I was, yeah. I was touched by, the, by, by it. And I'm like, you know, I mean, I have ancestors that had like 10, 15, 20 children. Right? And I'm thinking yeah. to myself, who the heck? I don't, I don't even know anyone. That has five young kids. But then I was like, well, Jackson's got four. He's close. Yeah, I'm pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what made me think of it. He's almost there. <laughs> yeah, you're almost there. 
Keep going, kid. Yeah. Keep going. You're almost there. <laughs> so, uh, so Jackson, um, it was just beautiful. It was beautiful. And then immediately after that, the next lot, I see the most wood I think I've ever seen in my whole life. And I've seen a lot of wood in the past. I saw these, tr- I saw big, long logs of trees and I mean, they were stacked and they went, they went, must've been a mile down. I was like a corridor of these incredible, wow. it was amazing to see. And then the next I mean, this all happened within like maybe I saw this in two, a minute maybe driving by. I saw wow. these three <laughs> quick things. I saw yeah. all of those that, that beautiful young family. I saw that uh, all that wood, and then I saw must have been fifty wild turkeys in Whoa. a yard right afterwards. <laughs> I mean, I've I've seen a lot of wild turkeys in my life, but never that many. <laughs> in a bunch. Just huge, huge bunch of wild turkeys. And then that was, you know, that was like the highlight of my day in some ways. It was, I don't know why, but I was touched by that. It was like, man, that was awesome, man. You saw this like fertility. You saw this, this family, like, you know, how God made it. Uh, And then you saw this resource that God provides. I mean, all that wood. And then you saw all that food, Mm. you know, and all those beautiful birds yeah. And I'm sure they had plenty of food. They look healthy too. Everybody yep. gets to eat around there. And um yep. right? I mean if the birds <laughs> don't eat, you you know, and you and you're eating turkey, you got a problem. You got a skinny turkey on the table. Right? Definitely. So <laughs> nobody wants that at Thanksgiving, Jackson. Nobody wants a skinny turkey at Thanksgiving, Jackson. Uh-oh. No. Boy, that was something else. Well, at any rate. That is. That is. You may have no idea if you're just listening and you might be like, what am I listening to? You're listening to Praise You Lord, the underground independent Catholic Christian radio broadcast brought to you once a week by the grace of God and by the power of your prayer. Um, we're going to speak be speaking today on our program about a few things we're going to look at again. We're going to look at what does praise mean from a biblical pr- perspective. We're going to be looking at Hebrews 13, the chapter th- uh, ch- 13 of, of the letter of Hebrews, we're going to be speaking uh, perhaps about the future of the show. I'm going to remind each other about the three pillars that we believe God gave us of the show and, uh, and, and some other things. Um, Jackson, let's speak about the three pillars. How would you feel about speaking about the three pillars? I'd feel great about it. All right. Jackson. <laughs> Jackson. Get on, the mecha- get on the mechanical bull and go for a ride, man. Let's see how long you can get on this. Oh, here we go. All right. Take, <laughs> take, take the, give me a, give me, um, give me some, give me some pillars now, Jackson. Yeah. Tell, well, tell us about the pillars of the Praise You Lord uh, show. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, I, I, you know, I guess it was when we really started getting going again we had taken that break right at the beginning of the year well and, yeah, the covid uh, the covid happened just so right. people, just to be clear the covid happened yeah. i left town i we didn't i i spent like six grand and, and put together this this recording studio so i could move yeah. around with it now we have a show that you know that that was why we had a break that's right that's right and here we are again and, thank uh, god yeah amen and and when we had when we had come back uh, jeff um jeff michael and i had had a phone call and we were talking about the direction of the show and something that Jeff had felt like uh, something he had felt in the spirit was that maybe we should, we should really stay focused on 
these three pillars of of the three pillars of praise, you could say, um, testimony, and um, the importance of of sharing what the Lord has done for us, um, thanksgiving, um, that when when we uh, testify to what the Lord has done to us, we respond with thanksgiving. And uh, thanksgiving leads us to praise, the third pillar. Uh, so you have testimony, thanksgiving, and praise were the three pillars. And we felt like um, that the really, if, if we kind of structured uh, the show around that in, in, a, in at least a loose way, um, that it, it would really... Um, it would be a great way to glorify the Lord and to um, to keep us focused on what praise really is, you know. Um, as as Jeff kind of alluded to at the beginning, you know, I, I think originally the show started off as being primarily about um, it, it was gear. It was basically what what Jeff was asked to do. Correct, Jeff. It was it was to create create a program um, that was music based. Right. Particularly that would be focused on um, the youth, on on maybe non mainstream kinds of praise and worship music that that would. Yeah. If you, yeah. you want to that, maybe it's that, worth a, saying that. that's a testimony yeah. in itself. Right. Yeah, I mean, sure. the testimony is that, OK, I did. I I had a lot of radio um, experience in the past. Right. And, and in Massachusetts. And then later what had happened was um, I was involved in a radio broadcast at Lynn university mm. in 2000 and 2001. And my brother and I would did this show and we had a lot of great response from first we had ridicule, enormous amount of ridicule. I mean, they just were making fun of us and stuff. And so many people from Lynn university came to the Lord from this show. And my brother and I were daily communicants at the mass. And when I say daily, I mean, we went to daily mass, <laughs> but not always. He went maybe almost every day. And I went between the two of us, we were almost always there. And sometimes we were there at the same time. And that was on campus at Lynn yep. university, which had a, at that time, a very strong Catholic presence because originally it was called Marymount, uh, uh, university or college or something. Marymount was the name of the place. And, and whoever sold it to Lynn, I guess Lynn had the um, agreement that they would always keep a Catholic presence on campus, so they they had that, and they always had the, these daily masses. So and Sunday, of course, and we were involved at Sunday mass too. And I was a lector; he was a lector. Well, this woman named Mrs. Schultz, she's kind of well known down in South Florida, so anyone listening in South Florida might know her. She was very involved in pro life. She was the president, I think, of pro-life in Florida, uh, hmm. whatever the pro-life major program was. Well, she took a great liking to us. She was a daily communicant there as hmm. well, so we got to know her. We didn't really know. And she also went to St. Jude, by the way. She's Father hmm. Richard knows her quite well, which yeah. is where I ended up, right? And we, that's another story in itself. That's where we both are communicants, and that's where the Hope Group's from. So, so... um. 
she knew uh, the two of us were doing this radio broadcast and that she just thought it was so interesting and that we were these young people. Um, this was 20 years ago, 20 years ago, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. that would go to Mass and were so involved. And, and so she was asked by Ed Dacaret, who's who just sold 100.1 FM, the uh, Prince of Peace Catholic Radio. She was asked to do a show with him as a guest because he had a hmm. pro-life radio show. And he has a lot of ministries, but he was doing shows that um, uh, he had uh, regarding pro-life. And she had a last-minute cancellation like a few days before. Well, he had asked her, well, I don't know. I have no one to bring on the show. Do you have any recommendations? And she recommended us because of what we were doing on, on campus. And he's like, okay. So he called. My brother couldn't do it, and I could. So I went into the radio station i did the show and his wife and he have this ministry and he's the he's wonderful ed it's it's, i really he's like he's a living saint in my opinion i mean the guy is amazing um he is he and his wife uh um are the people that uh they have something called christian action news it's a newsletter that's very powerful very non-mainstream very powerful very pro-life very christian and that's that's a monthly uh, a monthly newsletter newspaper that's wonderful. It's free, and then also cool. they also have uh, pro life billboards. So mm-hmm. when you see pro life billboards in Florida, at least up until recently that I know of, I mean you see them all over the place. That's because of them. You know, that's awesome with num- phone numbers to help people who, you know, who may question. You know, they basically remind people this is life. This is not, you know, this is your baby. Yep. So that's who these people are, and they're they're more than that. But but I went on the show. They prayed about it. They liked it so much. They kept inviting me back. I started going on a regular basis. So that's how I got to know Ed. I don't cool. know when it happened. He he called me. He had later he 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 founded one hundred point one FM. And he called me. He said, "Would you like to do a show? I need someone. I need someone that's not thinking about themselves or is in love with the microphone or whatever." We had a <laughs> long conversation, and I said, "I'd be happy to speak to you about it." You know, let's 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 talk about it. He said. Then he said, yeah. "You know, we're going to be doing a sister station. That's ninety-eight point three FM. That's the Catholic Voice of the Palm Beaches. We're going to be doing a sister station, and Deacon uh, Dick Venezia will be um, will be heading that up." And I'd like you to meet him. Maybe we could all meet for breakfast. I said, sure. So in, in the back of Ed's mind, he wanted to do something on, on the catechism. That was originally what I was... I was being called to do a show on the catechism. That was the, origi- <laughs> that was the original plan. You know? Okay, so... Um, <laughs> I mean, I laugh because it's, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of funny because, you know, that's not, when it, <laughs> that's not what ended up happening. Although you and I love the catechism. Totally. Yeah, we we would have been funny. we might have been more happy doing a show on the catechism than this show, right? <laughs> so we we're just trying to do we're just trying to do our job, right? Right. That's that's that's, right. that's what we're trying to do. And and um so so Deacon Dick, who you know through yeah. tech. Yeah. You know, it's such a small world. Um you know, little do we know that that this would be a man who was very instrumental in some of the ministry that really helped support you after you came to the Lord through coming to singing and music lessons through my little company and working totally. with me, and then me inviting you to come and hear me 
because you wanted to hear me play, but you didn't know I was playing at a, you know, in a gospel prayer group at a Catholic church, right? And you end up coming. We've said this story before, but the Lord, you know, you open your heart to the Lord and you have a a radical conversion experience there and you continue to come back and and get blessed by the Lord. You're still part of it and now you're heading it up right now. Yep. Um, yep. with others, but recently as a substitute, really, you're doing yep. the, you're, right. <laughs> you're all the heavy lifting online over yep. the last yep. couple of weeks, which is, mm-hmm. which is interesting, which was my role. And I started that whole thing. I was the music minister and the person that started that whole group. So, um, and now you're, now here you are, you're in that role. It's just a really yep. amazing, maybe 10 years later. I don't know. I think it was, it I think it, it might have been yeah. even longer, believe it or not, because I did. Yeah, yeah. I started. I had a pre-group before that, but but that's doesn't matter. It's been many yeah. years, and um, you've been there ten years, I guess. Yeah, so, yeah, eleven now. Eleven. So it's been, so, yeah, so it's been about fourteen years, more, maybe for right. yeah. <laughs> So um, maybe more, fifteen. I don't know, fourteen. I think two thousand six. It would be my guess when we okay. might have at least started the plan. So okay, so. So we go to breakfast, and and uh, Deacon Dick, I've never met before. I didn't know anything about him. I haven't seen Ed in a long time. I got to drive up to, uh, I drive up to, I don't know, it's a long drive. I had to go up to uh, somewhere up north. Um, I think I was in Stewart, which Stewart is kind of a schlep. I love Stewart, but it's a schlep. It's not, especially it in the middle of the day. So I, I yeah. get up there. We have like a brunch or breakfast, whatever. And uh, and we eat, and, you know, he's got the idea of the, you know, in his mind, he's already told me the catechism. I'm already, yeah, okay, yeah, let's let's do a show on the catechism. I, that's great. I, let's get back to basics, man. You yeah. know, because the thing that I love about the catechism, Jackson, is people say, my priest said this. And it's like, well, is it in the catechism, man? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but my priest told me that. I was like, yeah, but is it in the catechism? The yeah. bishop said that. Yeah, but is where? show me where that is in the catechism. The catechism is like law and order in the Catholic Church. That's right. You know, there's 2,000 yeah. years of decisions that went into that book to keep yep. us on the straight and narrow. It's a very powerful book. So I was I was like, yeah, let's do the catechism, man. That's going to, I mean, I didn't say man, but I'm thinking it. In my mind, I said, yes, the catechism would be a great idea. And in my mind, I'm going, yeah, man, let's do the catechism. You know? <laughs> oh, man. And let me, tra- now let me translate that to these elder, elder um, Catholic gentlemen. Okay, what my mind is saying is, yeah, man, let's do the catechism. Yeah, that's 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 a great idea, and then and and so I'm like, okay, I, I got to translate that thought internally, externally, so they understand what I'm saying. Yes, I think that's a stupendous idea. I didn't. No, this is a bad joke. I didn't say that, but but you get the point, right? We change our language depending on professional or what. So, um, so yeah, so uh, both of those gentlemen, the the best, and and we had a you know a professional. I'm just meeting. I haven't I hadn't seen Ed in years. Honestly, you know, I hadn't even seen him. And yep. uh, and Deacon Dick, I had never met. So Deacon Dick hears about my my background as a musician. He hears my background about uh, you know all the different types of um, volunteer work I've done within the church, uh, being a campus minister at University of Massachusetts, uh, being a missionary right in in the mission fields, um, including being out in Africa and a, a few continents actually, in other countries and other states and so on. And the whole thing about music, and he loves music. He's a musician himself. He is. He loves music, and he 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 is dedicated. He I'm sure he's probably dedicated to more than I know, but I know him in my circles. He's famous for being helping out young adults. Yeah. 
And that seems to be where his heart was. So he said, well, well, Jeffrey has a very unique, you know, we could probably find anyone to do, or a lot of people to do something on the catechism. Of course, they never did. There was never a show on the catechism. You know, it's like, yeah, I mean, maybe that's true, but we never found anyone to do something on the catechism. I, I mean, unfortunately. But, the, okay, that's neither here nor there, but they said, uh, they said, well, uh, Deacon Dick, and by the way, uh, Ed was like, well, Deacon Dick's going to need help. Why don't you start working with him? So I was kind of under the wing of Deacon Dick and Ed. It started off with really Deacon Dick, and he's like, I'd, I'd really like to see this, you know, reach out to the youth in some way and, and do something to do with music. Mm. And I prayed about it. I came up with, I had the Praise You, Lord song. I had the Praise You, Lord concepts, like teach us how to praise you. The praise in worship music was very integral and very big in that tech movement which is what Deacon Dick was involved with, and that's what he was asking me to do. I said, okay, this seems like this comes together. That's how it started. However, he said, just play music, and I'm like, okay, well, what do you mean? He goes, play praise and worship music. So I'm playing stuff you might have heard on a commercial Christian station that you could hear (laughs) 24-7. I'm doing this out of obedience. I didn't like the show. I'm like, I don't even know who would listen to this show, man. I mean, I wouldn't (laughs) listen to that show. I wouldn't have listened to my own show. (laughs) <laughs> Except that I wanted to hear that I was doing an okay job. I was trying to do the best I could, but it was a lot of, you know, contemporary Christian music, which I'm not a huge fan of to begin with. But I'm thinking to myself, even if I'm a fan of this, who would, it was a half hour show, by the way, to start. Who, who Who's going to listen to this half hour show when they can listen for 24 7 on Way FM at the time or, mm-hmm. or a few other stations in South Florida? Yeah. Like, what's the point? I'm saying, yeah. like, what? I'm like, but I'm like, I felt like the Lord was saying, just do whatever you're being told. You know, I mean, be obedient, yeah. be a servant, and help out. So we do that, and um, then I get a call. Jeffrey, I, I got bad news for you. I'm like, yes? What's the bad news? He said, well, um, we're, we, have, we, don't have the, we don't have the finances to, to have a, li- a music license. I'm like, okay. He's like, well, he's, I know you're a songwriter. Why don't you play your own music? He said, because we can't play, you know, this contemporary music. I'm like... Deacon Dick, I, I'm like, that's very flattering. I'm like, but that would be a very boring program to listen to my music day in and day out. I mean, or not, you know, week in and week out. I'm like, yeah. I, I had I had Sirius XM or at that satellite radio. Yeah, yeah. It was like the Beatles channel, Billy Joel channel, like these gigantic people that everyone was hugely famous with lots of hits and lots of great, great songs, if you're yeah. a fan of them. And I'm a fan of both of them, right? I'm a fan of them. I'm, I listen to pretty much any of that stuff. And uh, the Bruce Springsteen channel they had, they had all these. And I'm like, I can't listen to those those stations very often because I get so, I don't want to hear Beatles music all day long. Yeah, that's right. And there, you know, imagine them list, people listening to my music <laughs> every week. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm, you know, that sounds like a really bad idea. You know, I mean, it's, I, I think it's a, I would love to have a platform I can play my music on, but no. And, and then I'm like, I'm like, well, I said, Deacon Dick, I said, I know a lot of people in the music industry and I know a lot of missionaries. I know a lot of Christians uh, that would probably love to have a platform and that would have independent music. And I said, we mm-hmm. could do a program revolving around that. He goes, tell them we have a platform. Great idea. <laughs> and that's how, that's, that's how it started. That's awesome. In that, in that format, the format of a lot of music and with a lot of independent artists. Yeah. And we still have a lot, a great catalog we can go right back to. Um, we just haven't felt led to do that in this season. And maybe we, we will go back to that, but I um, mean, it was good. 
It was good. Uh, but again, I kept getting feedback, Jackson, and I think you have as well, that people were being more touched by the conversation, particularly the testimony. And most recently in praying and the starting back up again, I really believe I heard from the Lord those three pillars, testimony, thanksgiving, and praise. TTP, baby. Yeah, TTP. TTP. <laughs> testimony, thanksgiving, and praise. And uh, you said it really well. We, we give testimony to what God, how great God is, how wonderful he is, how amazing he is, the things, the amazing things he's done in our life, and uh, what we believe he will do, because he's always there for us, and we can testify to that. And then yeah, thanksgiving yeah. for how great he is and how wonderful, how merciful, how, how amazing the Lord is. And then praise, because we, you know, we can share these stories and share these testimonies, and then, then we really know to praise the Lord. He is worthy. He yep. is awesome. He is wonderful. But if we don't know the stories, if people are listening don't know, how are they going to thank or praise the Lord? Yeah. So this is a way for us as a community to speak about him. Yeah. And literally praise the Lord. Yeah. And that is a good segue, um, Jackson. Maybe your Bible's open. Are you open to Hebrews 13? I am. I'll, I'll, I'll read it through this good. one here. Go ahead. Please. This is uh, Hebrews 13, verse 15. Through him, therefore, let us constantly and at all times offer to God a sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of lips that thankfully acknowledge and confess and glorify. I got to turn the page, excuse me. And glorify his name. Let me read that again. I mean, that's basically what this is, isn't it? Yep. Through him, through him, Jesus, through him, therefore, let us constantly and at all times offer up to God a sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of lips that thankfully acknowledge and confess and glorify his name. Man, that's exactly what we're doing. I mean, that's that's our mandate. Yeah. That is the three pillars. I read that. I read that That's today right. in scripture, just like you know, fairly, you know, definitely randomly, no doubt. I mean, I don't believe in. It's not a. It's not. A, it's. It's. That didn't happen by mistake or by coincidence. Yeah, that that was that popped right out at me. I'm like, man, this is what. Ah, this is the scripture we need. This is it. Yeah. That's what we're being asked to do. Yeah. Right. Thanks for asking yeah. that. That I think that's important. I don't think we've ever in 156 episodes ever. Um, explains the whole metamorphosis of Praise You, Lord. Yeah. And by the way, we started on a half-hour show, then then we got bumped up to a half-hour, and they liked it, so they replayed it three times. So they had, it was on three times. Then it went to um, an hour, so that's mm -hmm. like that's a six times of multiplication. And then it went to the sister station up on 100.1 FM, and they did it three for three separate hours. So now that was uh, instead of um, a half hour, now we're at six full hours a week. Yep. Of the same show it was being replayed, and then we went up to Catholic Radio Network. That's right. <laughs> Who was that? Judah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, He's praising so. <laughs> the Lord. He's praising the Lord for Catholic Radio yeah. Network. Went His up to Catholic it. Radio Network. Eighteen <laughs> major stations. I went up there for a season. I was in touch with them recently. I, I guess it. You know. That's a long story. 
um, there's a longer story, and then there's the story behind the story, and then there's the story behind the story of the story. I can't get into either of those. <laughs> I'm not mandated to get into that. Um, I'm not. Uh, I'm not into speaking about any specific things. However, I want to say in the same subject matter that I have a long history of, of broadcasting, and I once was part of an underground. Um, uh, I was. I had a podcast before people even knew what podcasts were. I mean, at the at at the beginning of the internet, and it was on something called Live Three Sixty Five, and that was censored. They shut that thing down. Those, <clears throat> but we had a talk. We had a talk show. And uh, I was highly censored, and I hear these people that are losing their, you know, following on YouTube and Facebook and all these social media, and I'm like, dude, man, I've been going through that for a long time. And I just want to encourage anyone out there that might be listening, that might have been on radio or is on radio, they're being dialed back, or maybe they're losing all their radio stations because the radio industry is shifting and changing, and there's big money in and they can, you know, big money can shut anyone up, I guess. But if that's the that's the desire, that's not what I'm saying happened to me, but that does happen. And uh, and I don't know what happened. I do know what I do know is that I had this thing and it was popular, and then the whole platform was taken. I do know that I've been, you know, um, held back on a lot of different social media platforms and so on. That's Jackson knows that story. Mm-hmm. Um. It was small because I wasn't big at the time. I, would I be big by now? Maybe. Big meaning like lots of following? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I mean, I don't really, I got to be honest with you. I, I don't care. I'm, I'm really, to, now looking at it back, I'm so happy I'm not that popular. That is a blessing. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want, I really, I'm, I mean, I was working hard to be the best I could. And so, it, you know, when, when you keep feeling like someone's taking out your knees every time you try to get up. You know, it gets a little frustrating, but uh, but looking back on it, it might have been a blessing because I, I hear these stories of people on YouTube and they just get they have millions and millions of followers and they just get are getting thrown off of YouTube. Mm-hmm. So I haven't sewn to YouTube for years because I knew that that was happening, and I'm like, why am I going to put my energy into something where they can just kick me kick me off? It had already happened to me on Live 365. And everyone else, by the way, there were a lot of people on that. I, I'm wondering where they ended up. You know, hopefully, hopefully they they're doing well. And there were a few shows I liked quite a bit on there, uh, religious shows, uh, some Protestants, uh, some brothers, uh, and mm. I don't know Cleveland or somewhere. I don't know these people were preaching up a storm, man. It's like it's some awesome. black church. I loved it. I was like, it was so different. You know, nothing. I, I I've never heard anything like it. I used to listen to them all the time. Love them. Don't remember the name. It was a long time ago. So like 15 mm. years ago, man, this is a long time ago. Well, at any rate, now, right now, it's like out in the open. Like there's enormous amount of censorship happening all over the world and especially here in our country. Mm-hmm. And um, will there be any, anything done about it? I have no idea. But let me say this. I want to encourage those. If you feel like you're being censored, let me explain something to you that I have learned is that um, uh, Jesus did it without the Internet. Jesus is the most famous and popular person and most impactful person in the history of mankind. He did it with 12 apostles. They did it by word of mouth. They hit the streets, and they talked to people. They shared their story, 
And I don't care what you do. I don't care if you're trying to spread the gospel or you're just trying to let people know you make the best pizza in town. You can you can talk about it, and we can speak about each other, and we can support each other's businesses, and we can support each other, and that's what we really should be doing. You know, why should I trust some five-star thing that is someone I don't even know? Isn't it better to hear it from my neighbor that, hey, man, this guy makes a good pizza? And not only that, you know, they, they, have a, they seem to have a nice family. I see him in church. Or I, I know they go to the synagogue all the time. They're good people. I mean, they're, this guy, like, is so nice to my kids, and they're the best neighbors, and they, um, I don't know, they own this pizza shop or whatever. You get the point. Yeah. But, but the thing that I've learned along this thing is that, you know, okay, so they can shut you off uh, on whatever, they, they censor. But you know what, man? I mean, and that's not my job. My job's not, I'm not, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a president of the United States. I'm not a, I'm not a politician. I'm, not, I'm none of those things. I vote. That's my job. I did that. I hope mm-hmm. they counted it. <laughs> you know, I don't feel like they may, they may have. But how many of the other did they? You know, maybe they counted it and they counted the other guys twice. I don't know what happened here. Something weird has happened. We need to pray. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but going back to the censorship, which is so prevalent, I think mm. I hear people. I get. I, I know they're getting discouraged. I've been through it. Um, you don't need them. We need each other. The community is much more powerful than the internet. Yeah. You know, the, the word of mouth is the most powerful thing. And again, like I said, Jesus didn't, I mean, I've heard, we've heard people say this. Jesus didn't have a cell phone. Jesus didn't, we, there was no telegraph. There was no magazines. There were no, there was no printing press. There was no, Jesus got his message out. You know, the news will yeah. travel. When pe- we need to speak to one another. We need to communicate with one another. This is called community. Right, Jackson? Yep, and we should exactly. be supporting one another. We should be encouraging one another. We should be supporting one another. And and I think that this is a good opportunity for us to do more of that. And I'll, I'll tell you what it's done is it's. I said, you know, what can I control? I can't control it. What I can control is I can pray. I can trust God. God has provided. He's given me great ideas. He's protected mm-hmm. me. He's blessed me recently financially. I'm so grateful for it. So grateful. You know, he can make you rich in a day. And he can strike a rich man poor in a day. He can do. He can do it. He can do anything, and he is sure. the provider. I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I was saying this to someone I loved recently. I said. I said. I'm so grateful that that business is going well, and a few other transactions have happened that have really gone my way recently. I don't trust in those. I trust in the Lord. Yeah. That's and I want to keep trusting in the Lord. I have learned that through these hardships. Trust in the mm-hmm. Lord, and He will carry you through whatever you're going through. And if you're going through some type, some type of censorship, or someone is, you know, keep plugging on because just because only ten percent are listening, you know, ten percent is a lot on these platforms. And by the way, you can always go and step on top of the soapbox in the square, at least at this stage in this country, and you can say what you want because we still have freedom of speech in the square. So, um, and you can go and visit a church and speak to somebody, or you can, you can talk to your neighbor, you can speak to the person on the bus, you can talk to people and pray yeah. about it, you know. I mean, I really try to pray about who I'm speaking to and how I speak to them or if I should keep my mouth shut. And I do that a lot, by the way. A lot of times I say nothing. 
I'm not saying to speak and speak and speak. That's not what I'm saying. I'm trying to, I'm trying to say you don't have to lose, lose your, uh, a person doesn't have to lose hope because they're mm-hmm. getting blocked on, on YouTube. You know, it's a big hit for those yeah. people that are getting millions, millions of, millions of followers and likes and everything like that. I yeah. Mean, that's got to be a, a tough, tough position to be in. I've been through it, but I didn't lose. I got nipped at the bud. They're getting it when they already grew a lot. I'm mm-hmm. grateful I found out a long time ago. I'm not sewing to that. Are you kidding me? These people can take away everything you work for. It's like building on sand. Yeah. yeah you, can't, you can't build on sand, man. you got to build a foundation. Yeah. There's no foundation on social media. That's someone else's land. You don't build your house on someone else's land. You build your house on your own land. Yeah. Get your land and build it. That's called a website if it's online. Or brick and yeah. mortar. You know, there's a lot of ways to build business and get a get a get get information out or to sell product or whatever. You know, everybody's got so that was kind of a long story there. But I think that's an important point because I've lived it. That's a testimony. And God has pulled me through. He has pulled me through. So if you're having a hard time, I don't care what you're dealing with. I don't care if it's the internet or not. If you might be having a hard time, the Lord can pull you through it. The Lord can yes. pull you through it. And the Lord, you trust in the Lord. You cry out to the Lord. He can mm. pull you through it. He can pull you through it. You can trust in the Lord. You feel like you feel like you're going down, but you are, brother, you are going up. You just wait. You got on the elevator and you press that, you press the button to 77. He said, I'm going to floor 77. And you start going, and you and you're on floor you you're you get you're on floor sixty seven, and you get on that elevator. And you press number seventy seven. You get on that elevator, and you see that elevator starts to drop. He said, "But I pressed seventy seven. I wasn't going up. No, you're going down to sixty six before you get to seventy seven. You're gonna go down to sixty six. Boom, and you're at sixty six. I wanted to go up, but I went down." But then you wait. That door is going to close, and you're going to go up to 77. But you got to wait. The Lord will lift you, but you've mm-hmm. got to be patient. you got to wait through the dark times because the mm-hmm. light is coming after the darkness. That's right. Mm-hmm. I believe that. Yeah. I believe that. I had a vision of an egg. I said this about well, several weeks ago. Actually, you mm-hmm. Remember? It was the yeah. most evil egg. <clears throat> evil. Most evil things you could ever imagine were inside this egg, ready to hatch. And I knew it. I said, this is an egg. This is going to hatch. This is something in the world. Lord's warning. And I don't know what it is. I can guess, but I'm not going to guess because I don't know. God knows. He -hmm. wants me to pray that this egg doesn't hatch, that the egg's broken before it it grows to fruition. And And praise you, Lord, people. Pray that the egg, pray for the, let's pray for the country and pray for the world. Please pray for the world and the country. Please do this. And I've been stepping up my prayers. Jackson's been stepping up his prayers. Right, Jackson? And I have one more. I have one more testimony. When I've been traveling, I've been traveling. I traveled two different days, Jackson, day trips, and I travel all day long. I drove everywhere. Up on the, Mm. up on the borderline. On the borderline. I was on the borderline, Jackson Messick. (laughs) Both times I drove in different directions, but I was on the borderline. And I, when I, I'm driving by myself and I'm looking around and I'm praying, I'm listening to music and I'm praying. And I, and I couldn't call anyone anyways because I'm on the borderline. Nobody's going to hear me on that phone because I'm in the mountains on the borderline. And, I, and I'm going down the road 
And I'm saying, Lord, because I try to pray through everything. I'm like, Lord, I got to go to the bathroom. And it's like, wait. And I'm like, okay. Now I do know that when, you know, when you take long trips like me, you don't want to mm-hmm. go to the bathroom every, every hour. You want to, you know, so you got to, you got to let your bladder. I mean, this is, this is, this isn't physics. This is what physiology, right? So, mm-hmm. but you want your bladder to, 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 to expand. Cause if you, if you go too early, it's not expanded and then you have to go more. But if you expand the bladder, it allows you to not have to go to the bathroom as much. It's a traveling thing. Anyone that travels would know this. So mm-hmm. I'm doing that and I'm like, Lord, should I wait? Should I wait? And I don't want, you know, there's no bathrooms there. You got to go off on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. You're kind of in the middle of nowhere on the borderline. And, uh, and so I'm waiting. And I did this both those separate days. I'm, where should I go? Where should I go? I see a turnoff. I felt like the Lord said, that's a good place to go. I felt it. You know, I didn't hear him say that. I felt that the Lord was saying that. I'm sensing. I always try to ask the Lord what to do, where to go. He knows. I don't know. It's, is it safe? Is it a bad place? Is it, as you know, is our family doing a picnic down there and I shouldn't be going over there? You know, what's going on here? So I, I ask the Lord, you know, where? so I go to this place I, and I go to the bathroom. I get up and I see there's a sign there. Now, that happened twice, two separate weekends. I traveled mm-hmm. very long distances. I went to completely different parts in the Northeast, completely mm-hmm. different parts. And do you know what both of those signs were about? Both of them. I, I happened to go and stop at those places to relieve myself at a place where Benedict Arnold marched from Cambridge, Massachusetts, when he was traveling up to, to, with the United States Army to try to take over Quebec City. Wow. And the other time was some other march. Wow. And Benedict Arnold is the best-known, most well-known traitor in American history. And when I first said, I said, Benedict Arnold, I didn't even know he was in this area. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he was even in Cambridge, Massachusetts, which is where Harvard and MIT yeah. and I grew up right around the corner. Hmm. So, um, then a week later, I'm on a completely different, I'm, I'm miles and miles drive in a different direction on the boat of line, hmm. on the boat of line, same thing. <laughs> I'm praying. When do I go to the bathroom Lord? You know, I'm trying to wait, you know, I'm like, can I wait longer? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Wait longer. Wait, 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 wait. I really got to go. No, wait, wait, wait. Keep going. Keep going. I stop. Same thing. There's a stone there. This is wow. where Benedict Arnold marched, did some other thing. That's wild. So I believe that that's a sign from the Lord. Mm-hmm. Something about traitor. What is that noise? Did you hear that? Was that on my end? It's like this low. I said traitor and went like this noise. Wow. Well, that's fine. That's a motor. That's a motor. So I'm shocked you could hear that. Yeah, that was a, that's a motorcycle going by on the road over here. Uh, well, that was an interesting sound, but I believe that 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 there's something about traitor. Mm. Traitory, is that the word? Traitorious, traitorous. I don't even know what is that word. Tra- uh, treason. Treason is the word. Mm-hmm. Treason. Yep. Yeah, we got to pray about. Treason. I believe mm-hmm. that. I don't understand it. I'm not a, I'm not, I'm a, I'm a, I love the Lord. 
The Lord tells me what to do. I try to do it. I'm just saying we got to pray for the egg, and we got to pray for this traitor thing. Something about the traitor, because I happen in two completely different, very remote areas on the borderline up in the northeast. I happen to go to a, two separate, very far away from each other places with a stone about Benedict Arnold. There's no way that can happen. Two t- even once, I thought it was really no. unusual. I'm like, should I even mention it on the program? I'm like, I don't know. Then it happened again. I said, man, I better say something. So what am I saying? I'm not saying anything political, and I'm not saying anything. I'm saying what I believe the Lord showed me. What does it mean? It means we got to pray. I don't know. That's not my job. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not an investigative reporter. I'm a. I'm. What am I? A lay missionary. That's what I am. Yeah. In, the, in this position, right? All right, Jackson. So you have. You have. We have a little time here, um, and we have plenty of time after the show. But I, yeah, yeah. I think you have a, a testimony that's important. Um, why don't you go ahead and, if you would, would you mind? Probably yeah. Got about yeah. five minutes. You have five. And we can we can yeah. add to it. Don't rush it. We can add to it. By the way, if you're listening to Praise You, Lord, go to our podcasts anywhere there are podcasts, and you can hear the pre-show and the post-show. We have an after-hours party just for you, and you're invited. All right, Jackson, <laughs> go right ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, what I what I was mentioning to you before, Jeff, was you know these past these past two weeks, um, we had uh, our our usual Hope Group meeting online, and um, Jesus, one of okay. our friends. So for, for those listening, the Hope Group mm-hmm. is He opened paradise for everyone, right? Or to everyone. Right. And so, meaning the Lord Jesus. And 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 that is the name of our prayer group um, that Jackson and Jesus and Michael, too, and and, and others are involved in. So Father Richard and yeah. Trudy yeah. was, right? Trudy Morris-Stein That's was. Right. And a lot of people have been on the program. Of, yeah, and uh, um, the Jewish woman, um, uh, Bobby, Yep. who had that amazing conversion through the Blessed Mother. Bobby goes to our prayer group, yep. and yep. probably others. But anyway, go ahead. So the Hope Group. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we've been doing it virtual for the past couple months um, because of the whole COVID situation. And um, a couple weeks ago, Jesus, who was doing the music with me, um, our good friend, he, he ended up getting the virus, and um, Bill— our uh, the piano player for the group um, had seen him recently enough that he thought it was prudent to not have anybody over and was going to quarantine himself too. So I, I was asked if I could do the music um, just on my own at home, playing acoustic guitar and um, lead the group of about, you know, it's about 40 people um, or so every, um, every time we've been meeting uh, on zoom. And, uh, so this happened for the past, for the past two weeks. And I guess it was two weeks ago at this point. Um, the first time we did it, it, it didn't, I mean, it was, it was a, it was a very, very powerful night. It was a very powerful night. And, um, the Lord was just incredibly present to everybody. People were really, um, they had their hearts open, uh, the Lord uh, was really ministering to a lot of people. It was it was beautiful, and uh, the 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 praise was was really anointed, and um, we 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 praised together over Zoom uh, for for basically the full a full hour from about seven to eight, um, and you know instrument wise it was just 
it was just me with the acoustic guitar and um, singing, you know, and I, uh, most mo for the majority of the time, most people are are muted. So it doesn't sound crazy with everybody trying to sing and all the latency <laughs> issues. In it. You can only imagine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It'd be crazy. So so they always ask everybody to mute except for um, the, the the musician. So it was it was uh, it was really just me. Um, playing guitar and singing and, um, everybody else was, was, uh, was worshiping where they were at, but I mean, it was very powerful. Um, the, the spirit was, was really moving powerfully. And, and this is what I thought was interesting, you know, after, afterwards, we, we all, we all experienced it, but, uh, at the very end of the group, our, uh, guitar player, uh, his name is Vic, a good, good friend of Jeff and I's. He um, he asked if he could give a testimony. And a great guitarist, and, by the way. Very good guitar player. Yeah, awesome. he's like a top-notch pro. Uh, he's he's also a great engineer of uh, yeah. amps, and he he had patents he that he worked with uh, Les Paul. We have a lot of talent in our group, and uh, he's yeah. also part of like uh, one-hit wonders of these. Um, I think there are five, maybe five of them. I think they call themselves the Five Burrows because they're from New York. Uh, mm -hmm. they do like, you know, the doo-wop kind of stuff and he plays guitar yeah. in that band. Yeah. Vic's yeah. a real deal. And he's a really, he's a very genuine, lovely, wonderful guy. The best. Yeah. I love him. I miss him a lot. I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Uh, so yeah. what was he? I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I, I wanted to say that. Not at all. It's important. It's, it's important. Uh, I, I think particularly because of what he said, by the way, how long do I have a couple minutes, two minutes, maybe a minute, maybe a minute. That's fine. I can say it in a minute. <laughs> Go ahead. So Vic, Vic goes, then, well, people have to listen to the podcast. Go ahead. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. But Vic said something really powerful. He goes, should we save goes, it for the I, podcast? No, I got to say it now. Go ahead. I gotta you got 30 seconds. <laughs> he goes, he goes, I got to, I, I got to say everybody, I had to speak tonight. He's like, I know I normally don't speak, but I got to say this. Um, I don't know if I have ever felt the Holy spirit. Like I felt it tonight. Wow. And he goes to everybody. He goes, guys, you know, you guys know I've played guitar in the group for 10 years now. Yeah, longer um, than that. Yeah. That's right. He's like, he's like, I'm telling you tonight was different. Amen. He goes, I was just sitting on my couch and he said, I don't know what I was feeling. I don't know what the Lord was doing, but he said it was different than any time I've been there playing guitar. It was different. He said, and I'm on my couch. Yeah. He wasn't playing guitar at all. And he's in his living room. No. Okay, there's the bumper music. We're going to talk more about that on the other end. Those listening in on the radio stations, thank you so much. God bless you. You're wonderful. We want to keep in touch. You can keep in touch with us on the podcast or on this station. Please support your stations. They are wonderful. God bless you and your families. And most of all, of course, praise you, Lord. Lord.